0: Episode 211 of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news,
1: literary news. That's it today. That That's yeah. quali-
0: that,
1: true. Gets everything in. Yeah. That's the blanket yeah. statement for what right. we're talking about today. You're right. Sometimes you have, you have to have a little caveat there, but this time we yeah. are talking those things yep. and those things only. I'm, <laughs> I'm Nick Gunning. <laughs> I'm Eric Mickles.
0: Uh, I had to say 211 because I was afraid to say 211, but yeah. also say 2011. Yeah, you did. So You said 2011. That was, uh, Good year, 2011. Yeah. Don't you think? X-Men First Class. Uh-huh. The Marvel MCU cu- basically kind of started That's there with Captain begins. America, yeah. First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Thor, really, yeah. really kicked things off with Loki. What are Loki. you going to do? So, yeah. uh, we, Green Lantern, we saw though. Thor together. We did. It was a double date. Yeah, We saw Thor. Yes, we did. I saw Green
1: Lantern in Japan. Mm. I, I mean s- like the movie. I wasn't in Japan. I'm like, like hey, oh, it's Green are you Lantern. Hal Jordan? He's like, oh, darn it. I saw Green Lantern at the drive-in as a double feature with the third Transformers movie. I did not leave happy. We're done with Transformers. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about new YA that Eric has selected from our YA collection. That's yeah. what we're doing. Lock it in. It's done. Podcast in disguise. That's right. I like it. Sorry. I like it. Okay. Um mm-hmm. let's let's dive into bookmark. Okay. Bookmark.
0: Bookmark i like it because it sounds like ben is out of tune with himself yeah and you imagine like after he recorded
1: that little tune ben was then yelling at the other ben like didn't i tell you how we were going to sing just to clarify for the uninitiated ben is the one who does all of the music for the all the book show thank you ben Lehman. yeah here's some things that i've been reading eric for bookmark uh yeah for bookmark so i've read quite a few random issues uh on the dc app i've been reading a lot of uh real quick yes how do you feel about the DC app now? Because you were not a fan yes. when it first started, I and mean, yes. you kind of gave it a, a scathing review I as did. a DC fan. I did. Well, when it originally debuted, it just didn't have comic books on it. It had like, <laughs> you know, like five or six Aquaman titles, five uh-huh. or six Batman titles. I mean, it was nothing. It right. was nothing, you know. And now it almost has everything. Like Goodness. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised when I come across something that's not there. Um, so yeah, I've been having a good time with it. I. Yeah. I've watched the first season of Titans. I haven't watched really any of the other originals. They're just a little too dark and trippy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, uh, I enjoyed the first season of Titans despite the, uh, the blood, which I basically just look away whenever that starts. (laughs) The, uh, premiere of season two has come out i haven't seen it yet i'll keep you posted okay but the comic books uh are off the charts on that okay. so i've been reading a lot of um steve englehart stuff because we're going to be talking to comic book legend, legend. Steve, steve englehart uh in the next week here so of course i'd read some of his things but uh, a lot of it is unconnected so i've been going through kind of piecing mm-hmm. it together some cool uh batman arcs i just read a, a jla jsa thing that he did which okay. Uses a lot of characters that you now see in the CW show. Yeah, uh, all, all of them. Yeah. So that that was an interesting run to read. Uh, I specifically, want to mention Strange Apparitions. This was one that Eric had had read. I don't know a couple of years ago, and recommended to me. And I finally got around to actually sitting down and reading it. And it's just a cool take on Batman. I mean, the whole story, everything that you see in there, just feels very realized, mm-hmm. and all of the all of the characters seem. I don't know. They seem legit. It just seems like... It almost feels more like you're reading a novel because he's just accomplishing hmm. so much with so little. You know? It, it... it You can
0: tell that he's using some things he probably learned over at Marvel with, mm-hmm. like, the whole soap opera nature. That's fair. Um, but... He's make it's so much more dark and brooding than it almost kind of felt like Marvel's like monster books like the Werewolf Agreed. by Night or yeah. of Dracula with the tone like it's not a tone that you would have expected from like Spider Man at that time yeah. I think Englehart did write some of the Dracula run too yeah so, yeah. yeah I think I think he had and you're right each one is very standalone uh, like Batman's dealing with uh, the Joker Batman's dealing with um, Phosphorus Doctor Phosphorus right Doctor Phosphorus <laughs> but. He's got this underlying kind of soap opera between Batman, Bruce Wayne, and uh, Silver Silver Saint Cloud, mm-hmm. uh, who he
1: created. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean he created. It. I didn't also. I also didn't realize that Inglehart created Star Lord and Mantis. From the Guardians of the Galaxy. I just didn't realize that. Hey, so, all I mean, right. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. but we're going to be talking to Steve Englehart yeah. next week, but I did read to a lot of his Batman. Yeah. Uh, some is collected, some is not. I've been reading a lot of his Green Lantern, which fits well with the Green Lantern kick, I bet, <laughs> anyway. But um, quite a bit of that is uh, is uncollected. So I'll mention Green Lantern of Sector 2814, Volume 3. That is when he kind of takes over, and that includes the the beginning of that run. And this, this is where you're focusing on uh, the Jon Stewart character and sort of bringing Guy Gardner and and basically um, establishing what we know as the Green Lantern Court now, right? You know, making it like a team, oh, okay. making it a little bit more like, you know, universal. Right? Like they're they're from all over the place, like Super Friends. Yeah. No. Oh. So it's <laughs> so it's a pretty cool run. So uh, I'm still I'm still reading that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I read the coming coming of the Superman by Neil Adams. Are you familiar with this? No. What about Batman Odyssey? No. Neil Adams who <laughs> who is also a comic book legend uh-huh. you know um did these more recently and they are very uh, the 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 response is really divided on on right. both coming of the Superman and Batman Odyssey. Hmm. So I read coming of the Superman because it's just a standalone Superman. You know you don't you don't have to read it with anything else. Um, and it it is weird. I mean I get why people don't like it. Uh, it feels like some sort of weird like somebody put it in a drawer in the early '80s and uh, just found it and published it. But like for me, that's the kind of Superman I like. Okay, you know, things got weird for Superman. In right. the 80s and early 90s. And I kind of liked this odd vibe that mm-hmm. you have going on. Um, so it, I thought it was cool. Yeah. So those are the graphics that I finished. Um, okay. Read a couple of books. Neil Adams, the artist, we should say. Well, actually, he, he wrote and Oh, he wrote, wrote this. Yeah, show. he okay. did. That and Batman Odyssey. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, okay. he is, he's the writer and the drawer. Wow. On both the, I don't know if you say cool. drawer, but uh, <laughs> penciler, I guess. He drew them. Yeah, he did. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Read a couple books. Space Prison by Tom Godwin. Uh, So this is... The original title of this was Survivors. And and then it became Lock Out the Guy (laughs) Pierce, (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Survivors makes so much more sense because this, this is the story where a planet gets taken over. They pretty much enslave the population except for people who they're like you're not even worth our time so they leave these people on the planet after they've destroyed the planet and, like uh-huh. taken all the natural resources and these people are just kind of left to you die did this digitally i did i listened to an audiobook okay. um, of this and it was it was cool the audiobook was well done as well hmm. but and that's basically just what it is you see a couple generations of these like you know just people who were just cast offs huh establishing a society and trying to like you know just regain footing on this planet right. and that's what this whole story is um <laughs> there is a sequel to it you you Whoa. can read it standalone but the but it's kind of a game on sort of an ending you know what i mean Ooh, okay versus Leica, like and this is the end right. It's like a here we go okay so it works Let's on it, its yeah. own but i think i'll probably pick up the sequel uh the tagline on the paperback says marooned on a hell world fair okay that's fair Uh, But there's no, I mean, it's a a metaphorical space prison. (laughs) Sure. I think they're all living in their own space prison. You got the job that you thought
0: you wanted. You did the rat race. You kissed the right butts. You're there. You're making the money. You go
1: home. This is it. That's a space prison of your own space making. Space prison of your own space making. Madman. For some of us, illiteracy is our space prison. <laughs> oh, a uh, three. Uh, yeah. Three with, amigos. with thanks yeah. to the three amigos. The, yep.
0: the paperback also said it says space prison. and Then right under it says original title: The Survivors. Yeah. That's it's much like better. Why would you? Why do you? Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I get it. Space space prison is like a sexier, pulpy title that's than survivors. You know. Space prison. Yeah. All right. What else did you read? Uh, I read Leia by Claudia Gray. So I've got a real like hot, cold relationship with Claudia Gray. i got to tell you, mm. you read Lost Stars and liked it. Yes. Right? Okay. So the first book I read by her was Bloodlines, which is a grown-up Leia book. Jeez. And it is... Uh, apologies to as, everybody who likes reading young adult, Nick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that's what it that's what it sort of is. Right. It's like there's there's Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which uh-huh. is like the young a, y, YA. She's a teen right. girl story, and then there's Bloodlines where she's like an adult, po- uh, post politician. the movies in a, in a political landscape. Right. Bloodlines is as dry as toast. Bloodlines is after Return of the Jedi as well, it right? It okay. is. Uh, so that I was just I I love Leia, and I was bored to tears. Uh-huh. This one. Um, was very, relied heavily on some well-known YA tropes that mm. sometimes work and sometimes was like, yeah, right. okay, all right, she's in love with the teenage boy. We get it. Let's move it along. Sure. So this was kind of middle of the road for me. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I, if, if we could have just focused on, like, Leia herself without the love interest, I think that it probably oh, would have yeah, been better, yeah. but, but you know,
0: whatever. Solo did that too. They they throw in these, like, love interests that we know go nowhere. Right. And it's just like, well, yeah this isn't doing anything. Like, right. you know she's not going to end up with this... I imagine he's kind of a goober. Kier it, is his name. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: I did really like Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Okay. The Obi-Wan Qui-Gon book. If you ever read ah. that and you're a fan of Star Wars, I say check it out. Even if you don't like the prequels, which is most of us, I think that Master and Apprentice uh, will do a good job. Oh, that's the Obi-Wan Anakin one. Yeah. No. No, it's Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. Yep. Well... Um, so that's it for what I read. I'm currently reading a Star Trek Deep Space Nine book. I've read very few of these. I couldn't find the cover for this, and it only dawned on me. It's because this is like a kid series. Yeah, it is a younger. It's it's an author that I've read some of his other stuff, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize he had Star Trek, so I, the, I picked it up. <laughs> the kid on the cover is carrying like a space pig. He's got like a space pig, yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, the, you know what they name it? Uh, no. Babe. No, so yeah. maybe it is a space uh. pig. <laughs> maybe it is a space All pig. Right. <laughs> Uh that's it for me. I have to start, uh, well I don't have to. I get to. Ooh. Start um man, I catch her in the rye. Catch her oh. in the rye. For our Band Books book club that we're going to mm-hmm. be doing here. Um, I also reread Batman Year One, which is... Like, <gasps> and it's great. Yeah. I mean, no surprises there, but I, I think I liked it even more this time. Mm. Uh, and part of that is because I was using the DC app, and I could go panel by panel, and it mm-hmm. just worked really well for that. Sure. That is a, That is an expertly done... Hats off to you, Frank Miller, on that one. And David... Just on that one. Mazuchili? Okay. The artist. I cool. Yeah. The, no, the art's very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, better than Frank Miller art. I am looking forward to reading Superman Year One, but I've not heard many good things about Superman Year One. I'm
0: looking forward to reading it because it's just going to be some kind of new weird Superman thing. Yeah. But I'm not expecting to walk well, away being like, "That's a good Superman story." Yeah. I was shocked by Batman by Dark Knight Three Master Race. Yeah. Being as good as it was. Yeah. But when you read something
1: like Dark Knight Strikes Again, it's just like, "What is What is yeah. going on?" Yeah. A little so a little wild. Uh, so yeah, I read Batman Year One, starting uh, starting the J.D. Salinger there for the book club, and mm-hmm. then also like Water for Chocolate is our oh, uh, yeah. final around the world book club book. So I'm going to be reading that in the coming weeks as well. So my two read stack just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I also beat Mega Man Five. Everyone, goodness, beat Mega Man Five. What are you going to do? Uh, good times. I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I don't know. In some ways, I think maybe it was my favorite of the Mega Man. Mega so Man Five. Far. I really liked wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Started Mega Man 6. We'll keep you posted. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for me, bookmark-wise. <laughs> what about you, Tiger? Uh, All right. So I finished reading I'm what excited. is basically Essential
0: X-Men Volume 11, Okay. which means I've now finished all of like what you would have collected in Essential X-Men. I see. So this means I've basically now, I have read all of Chris Clamont's original X-Men run, his 17-year uh, run on the series. Okay. Because um, I had read it. A bunch before, but then the I don't know if you ever noticed this, but the there came a time where like the essentials were no longer being printed new, so some of the later copies were very expensive. Oh yeah. So I have like all of them, but the, like the last three X Essential X Men because they're you have to pay like fifty to a hundred dollars now for them, and they're yeah, just they black and white collection. They're hard to get. So, it's the
1: same with DC's like Showcase. Yeah. Stuff, or the um. Oh, the the color the color printed ones, the the archives, like the DC archives. Mm -hmm. They're great to have, but even like the worst, stupidest character is like volume three for sixty-eight dollars, you know.
0: Marvel's now printing them out in their epic collections and those are in color, so that's um that's a
1: cool way to go now instead. Yeah. Um, you know, there's one place where I am a little disappointed with the DC app because reading all this green green air or lantern, uh I wanted to read some like Alan Scott Green Lantern, and Uh, it's just not there. Really? They just don't have it. They have they've put like the first issue Hmm. of Alan Scott introduction from the you know the 40s or whatever right but nothing else so Hmm. that's kind of disappointing because i i I have, I don't know, I guess I have a respect for the comics of the 30s and 40s. Mm. They're not often, like, super compelling. Right. Like, I read Golden Age Flash, Volume 1, which is Jay Garrick. And most of the time, I find Flash just to be sort of a didactic nuisance to people. Uh Uh-huh. He's not so much a crime fighter as, like, he just shows up and is a buzzkill. Okay. (laughs) But still, I I would have liked to have read a couple of them. But anyway. Well, someone had to keep the lights on in the 30s. You're right. And it was Jay (laughs) Garrick, the Flash.
0: (laughs) Basically, I started... I picked up where I had left off uh, a while ago, which is, like, right after Mutant Massacre, right around, like, 1986, X-Men, and this goes to, like, 1991. A lot of changes happened in the X-Men as I was reading it. Jim Lee came on, and this was kind of, like, you know, his big break, and you can kind of tell in his early artwork, like, why we're still talking about him whenever he does just, like, Hey, look, I drew Catwoman, and she's climbing a
1: building, and we're like, Whoa! Yeah. Yeah um his stuff is really amazing which again was a lot of my disappointment with hush was that mm-hmm. they didn't even oh try yeah the to new movie that. yeah fun fact they now have a specific jim lee pop figures oh they take like the pop figure design and, and style them like hair and everything so it's like whipping in the wind fancy so it looks like a jim lee oh car. yeah that yeah, is still his, a pop figure but everybody's
0: anyway. hair is always in the wind. oh yeah because, yeah it's uh, a, it's yeah a, they're in the dust bowl basically it, during this run chris claremont is becoming unhappy Uh At the end, because now Jim Lee has been coming on and he's taking uh, Marvel as like a company is much more into Jim Lee and artists like Rob Liefeld for the audience they're bringing in than say the writers. So Chris Claremont is starting to be less interested. So Claremont, this collection and what I stopped with is like the first three issues of X-Men, like the new... uh, like, non descriptive X Men, okay. just X Men 1, 2, 3. Right. X Men 1 by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont is still the highest selling comic book ever. Really? In the millions. Um, so many different covers as well on that one. And Claremont says writing those three issues basically paid for his house. <laughs> so he kind of wrote that as like a severance package nice. uh, to himself. It's pretty good. Uh, it was all good stuff. I'm sad it's done. That's it. Anyways, I liked it. I'm going to take a break from reading my. 80s, 90s X-Men for a while because I also read Scarlet Spider. I finished Scarlet Spider Ooh. by Chris Yost. Uh, this is Kane. Okay. The evil clone of Spider-Man. Yes. He tried to be a hero in Houston, Texas. Well, uh, good for him. Doesn't work out for him. Oh, Kane. Yeah. Uh, volume Darn four ends. You can tell that they were like canceled Darn this it. and Yost had more to do. So it kind of ends... Everything's cleaned up in like the last issue in kind of a messy and unsatisfying Mm. manner. Apparently, he joins the 2014 reboot of uh, New Warriors. I might check that out to see how he goes. That's it. Do it. Uh, I got so much farther in armor now. I had to go take my car in uh, to get the engine checked, and it took a long time. So, I read a lot of armor. A lot of armor. This book is. Very strange. Remember, I said I thought we were starting in media res where, like, we're seeing the character, like, on the battle with the ants. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we go meet. That's It's a different character. Oh. The character we met in the beginning, his name is Felix. Okay. The character we're following now Oscar? is Captain uh, Underpants. Jack Crow. Oh, okay. He's like this famous space pirate who's known for being terrible. And he's a terrible person. The things he does in this book and that we're just reading, it's like, I don't think you get away with doing this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm not going to say what he does, but. If you're thinking, could it be worse then? It is. Wow. And But what happens is they find armor, and they are able to like live the life of the person who had it. turns out it's Felix. And now we're following Felix's story through their reading of this armor. That's, so. You just took me for a ride, but my friend. you and I were joking, because on the All the Books Show Twitter, we yeah. joked about how our titles At all are, the book show, were very specific. Like, yours yeah, is Space Prison, space and mine is prison. armor. Right. And you were saying, like, mine, your, yours takes a big twist and everything. Yeah. This one wow. really is, like, I joked, like, oh, this is more about, like, emotional armor. The character Jack Crow, who is, like, uh, you know, this terrible space pirate, okay. he's crying wearing this armor because he Seven. always thought he was the toughest person in the galaxy. And he's finding out, no, this guy Felix was because he refuses to die and all It's just, this. it's this weird Felix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> doesn't strike me as a tough name. In the 80s. F E L I X. No, no. it's that X at the end. The X is something. Yeah. I Maybe mean, he'd just go by X. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Felix lighter from the James Bond. Films. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway,
0: this book is just this weird. Like you think it's gonna be this like military sci-fi book, but it becomes this take on like the mental and emotional. What just, what just flashed? Something just flashed. No. Oh, like I, I'm I'm being programmed oh my gosh anyways yeah it's it's this weird emotional and mental takedown of these characters okay in this book and it's it's confusing anyway
1: okay but you like it i guess it's just bizarre it feels like the start of a series is it no oh really just standalone yeah oh okay all right that's it all right that's it for you bookmark wise sure is let's do some book news uh i've got bad news We've got bad news for all what? you Grisham fans. Oh, no. You'll remember uh, several episodes back, we got talking about how Hulu was making their own, like, Grisham verse. Yeah. Lawyer verse. Uh, guess what? What? Pulled the plug on the whole thing. Yeah, what happened? Not going to do it. Is it Grisham? Is it. I kind of wonder if it's more a Margaret Atwood situation because suddenly they've signed this big lucrative deal to. To have the rights to the Testament. Oh right, the sequel to Handmaid's Tale, which is up for the Booker Prize, uh, shortlist and everything. Okay, they've already committed to doing a series. You think they ran out of money for a Grisham first? I don't know. It just seems like all of a Mm. sudden there's big announcements about that, and then they're like, by the way, no more John Grisham. So I kind of wonder. Okay. Maybe there was, or maybe they just thought that like dad brand of Grisham is not the direction they want to go. I I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Grisham fan, but I wasn't particularly. I didn't need a a interconnected John Grisham universe for anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe there just wasn't a huge market for it. I I really don't know. But it was a strange thing to announce so fervently and then just kind of dial back. Right. You know. Uh I want to talk a little bit about some page to screen adaptations that nobody has anything nice to say about. You were telling me about you want to bring up Goldfinch? Yeah. (laughs) So Goldfinch by Donna Tart, which was a huge book when it came out it was mm-hmm. like sort of like crawdads now it was like you just couldn't get a copy of the goldfinch and everybody was talking right. about it it was sure. everywhere you know a uh, huge book huge book um, I've seen it described as Dickensian and I think that's true because you have your main character just going through a series of woes going from like sad situation right. to sad situation and you're just kind of following his trajectory and all that um, so definitely some parallels there um, The book is kind, or the movie is kind of high profile. It's got Ansel Elgort and who, Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. So you know, I when there was excitement when that was first announced, but it seems like pretty universally, everybody who's seen this movie says it's terrible. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I saw one tweet that was like, "This is the longest movie you'll see all
1: year. Don't at me," and all this other stuff. (laughs) So Well, like IndieWire, for example, said it was a lifeless film that doesn't consist of scenes so much as it does an awkward jumble of other smaller problems stacked up on top of each other like kids inside a trench coat. Right. Collider says gave it an F, by the way. They gave Oof. it an F and said a vapid prestige film, a cold, heartless, sterile look at Survivor's Guilt in the face of a senseless tragedy. It's just I mean, I defy you to find a good review of this book. And it's or the movie, movie sorry, yeah. the movie. And it seems like a lot of the criticism is going towards the coldness mm. of the of the movie. Yeah. So Obviously, this isn't out yet. I haven't seen it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I saw
0: something saying it's overly detailed. Like, yeah. the director is just in love with the cinematography and yeah. sets and all that stuff.
1: Well, and all of those criticisms, I think, having read the book, they make mm-hmm. perfect sense to me. Right. Because it is it is about, like, a, a child losing a parent, finding other safety nets, having those pulled away. Like, it's, it's about somebody who just cannot catch a break but it is told in a very emotionless sort of way. Okay, You don't have a lot of scenes of this main character being like, oh, whatever am I going to do now? Things happen and he's kind of like, boy, that sucks. Now I gotta figure out the next step. <laughs> it's never, it, it it explores like sadness and guilt and isolation, very indirectly you know like it puts a lot on the reader to to pay attention to these characters and kind of figure out wow this must be the way he's coping with you know a b and c and all that it's never it's not the kind of book that is going to give you these like really hearty like let's have a good cry emotional kind of scenes okay and it is like overwhelmingly detailed Mm. it goes through many different stages where the character is is in this setting with these people and then this setting with these people and then mm-hmm. we revisit some of the older ones but it's like a bunch of little mini books like back to back to back to back so the criticism that it's like kids in a trench coat that, that it's emotionless <laughs> i understand how that could come out of this book right. so it just seems like maybe yeah. maybe almost like it was adapted too literally you know without like the changes it needs for the screen so i don't know i love the 29 percent on Rotten tomato at the moment that comes out this week i think so The 13th yeah, yeah. so i'm still i don't think i'm gonna rush to theaters cool. to see it but i i still having read the book oh like, what
0: nick's gonna like the movie
1: well i don't know maybe maybe yeah if i had to put money
0: know. down but now that i've said it i've i've messed up the yeah, you know, the, the, sit, the, the experiment i don't
1: know i really don't know because i I, as soon as I, when I finished reading it, and realized they were adapting it, it was mm-hmm. I was a little puzzled on how they're going to make that work. Because mm. if anything, it should be like a Hulu miniseries, like an eight-hour, oh like a Big Little Lies kind of situation. Okay. It would make so much more sense than just right. a straight movie. Um, so I don't really think it's going to work. Right. I understand the criticism, and I'm curious to see what it's going to be like.
0: Movie is two and a half hours long.
1: That's a long. Yeah. That's a long haul. And then the next one is It Chapter Two also bad reviews uh, also bad reviews that's yeah. another one that like the people first are saying bill hater is very good at yeah, it yeah that's what i hear the first one just had nothing but positive glow For the most obvious. part yeah you know i think uh, overall Pass. except for the wrong color legos you know yeah, of course in the sure. trailer that people were <laughs> upset about but chapter 2 mm-hmm. like looking at the looking at the reviews of this it seems to be uh, well overly long it says 2 hours and 50 minutes but yeah. wait, how did you describe it you said as far as like As a horror movie
0: It's I, I, The general consensus Seems to be People think it's Better as a comedy Than a horror film Which is bizarre Yeah one person said That they try to make it Too much like of an adventure film Okay And it undercuts the horror But I don't I haven't read the book I haven't seen these movies yeah. I've, I haven't seen the other movie I have no connection Good so, in my, chapter two yes, my
1: my brother Steve, a uh, regular correspondent here on the Elder Book <laughs> Show, uh, is an it aficionado, having seen the original miniseries, the okay. book, and all that. Loved the first movie. Um, he enjoyed this one, but I right. think he's he described it as like the scariness comes from like jump scares and less coming from like thoughtful, like layered suspense. So, I don't know. I'm just surprised to see both of these movies coming out with yeah. just pretty much universal. Disdain, yeah, uh, given their pedigree and given the excitement around them. So, yeah, hey, interesting, it's interesting when that happens. Yeah, uh, Daniel Heaney
0: has joined the Wheel of Time series, he's playing LAN. I don't know who that is. Who Daniel Heaney? He's from yeah. Criminal Minds. I'm not sure what you might have seen him in Hawaii Five O Revolution, Criminal Minds. Anyway, he's playing Lan from The Wheel of Time. Oh. Because we read the cast list before. But that was a character that hadn't been cast yet. Okay. So he's kind of, he's more of a name than those uh, like up and coming kids were. Yeah, I guess so. That we read. Uh, but I've true? never watched Criminal Minds. Some Mind. of them.
1: Some of the people were known. I think they were all just like Except fresh for, out of acting Except for Rosamund Pike. Right. right? Yeah. She's the only one. Are you going to force yourself to read the rest of the books in rapid succession so that you can watch this? I'm not watching the show until I finish these books. Really? Yeah. But I mean, I've known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. I read the first four books. I know that it was getting this job that stopped me reading the books. Oh, okay. So you know, <laughs> how many years ago was it that you read the fourth book?
0: I finished it when I started here, so, so like about
1: four and a half years ago. Yeah, okay. That's not
0: that long. It's a little long Okay. when, you, when
1: you're when you're the what the amount of time that you're came like out between Harry away. Potter four yeah. and Harry
0: Potter five yeah. was just as long as the amount of time it just took
1: me here. Is and that people true? Were still like, Whoa, Harry is boy. that
0: true? That was probably more like three years. Oh, okay, but all right. But well, the point
1: is, yeah, the point is. So third of these. Uh-huh. So you got to you got really a third.
0: Oh dang, yeah. yeah.
1: Plus the prequels. So okay. what are you going to do?
0: And I like the books. I know.
1: I'm not saying you don't like them. I just think you're really maybe you're just hurting yourself.
0: I'm not hurting myself. I just the want the first to re- season right.
1: probably won't get past the first four books. So you might be <laughs> That's okay. probably You true. might be okay to watch it. Yeah,
0: but they might pull stuff from later books as like a Oh yes. Oh, this is coming. Oh, oh yes. All right. I don't want to fight about these books anymore. I don't want to no fight reason. about it
1: either. Let's just talk about... I wasn't about, fighting. I just wanted to know. I wanted it to get on mic whether or not you're going to read these books. I don't want to watch the... the
0: I wasn't going to watch I uh, The Expanse until I read, like, caught up with the books. But yeah. then I was like, I don't like these books yeah. anymore. I couldn't get into that book either. So I switched to... But I did like the first book.
1: Yeah. But you gave up on the series.
0: Uh, I think it was the third book. I okay. was like, this, yeah, not
1: doing it for me. Well, all right.
0: And the third book ended with a cliffhanger.
1: And you didn't even care to resolve the cliffhanger. Did not care. Wow. Neither did the writers of Lois and Clark. Thank you very much. Oh boy. I'm sorry. I'm still. It's still a fresh wound. It's a fresh wound yeah. still. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk New York Times bestseller. It was a Kryptonian lives. baby. Someone gave Lois and Clark oh. a Kryptonian baby, and then there was just never yeah. another episode. I got. For more of Nick's feel a... on Lois and Clark, turn into episodes 22,
0: episodes 47,
1: episodes 122, episode. <laughs> you know. I realize that I deserve that, <laughs> but it still hurts. I'm sorry. It still hurts. Hey, I'm also sorry about Lois and Clark. <laughs> Me too. For more on Superman, you <laughs> can listen to episode 31, All the Books v Superman. Yeah.
0: Oh. All right. Number 10 is Old Bones by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. Mm. Pass. An expedition in the Sierra Nevada uncovers new twists to the events involving the Donner Party during the 1840s. Pass.
1: Pass. When was the Donner Party? When what is the, the Donner 1840s? Party? 1840s.
0: Am I thinking of something else?
1: Where they got trapped and ate each other? Was
0: that 1840?
1: Yeah. That doesn't sound like much of a party. That's you know, me. <laughs> For more on Eric's hot takes on historical <laughs> tragedies, tune in to episode <laughs> 144, episode 23. Hey, man. Yes. Number nine is The Silent Patient by Alex uh, McKillades. Hey, do you want to hear my impression of The Silent Patient? Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. Where are we? (laughs) Number nine is The Silent Patient by Alex McKillades. Theo Faber looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stopped speaking after shooting her husband. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We have, yeah. It's old old hat. uh, Yeah, this is old old news. Silent Patient. More like, get out of here. Make room for other (laughs) books.
1: Patient. Patient.
0: Uh, Number eight. The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. A nanny working in a technological laden house in Scotland goes to jail when one of the children dies. How much do you want to bet the house killed the kid? Ooh. Like Monster House, the
1: DreamWorks film. Oh, I never watched that. With uh, Steve Buscemi.
0: Is he in that? I think he plays the old man. Oh,
1: okay. Number seven. What about that one that was about like a sentient baseball bat? What are you doing? What? Everybody's Hero, I think it's called. No idea. It's about a sentient baseball bat.
0: Huh. Number seven, The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Two boys respond to the horrors of Jim Crow era reform school in ways that impact them decades later. Uh, I'm actually kind of... Oh, it's probably in the paperback. I'm sure if we went over the paperback uh, bestsellers, we'd see that uh, Underground Railroad is also picking up a lot
1: of... Probably, and It. I imagine It. Yeah. Uh, All right,
0: number six, One Good Deed. Is by David Baldacci. Yes. World War II veteran on patrol nope on parole. Yes. Must find a real killer in a small town or face going back to jail. That killer? The Donner Party. Oh. <gasps> yep. Oh no. So what happened in the Donner Party? Why'd they eat each other?
1: They were isolated in a overpass in a wagon. And they just were stuck. People were dying and so, they were starving.
0: Okay. I guess I thought like someone Donner was like a serial killer. I think that you're confusing the Donner Party with Jeffrey Dahmer that's it okay all right we've solved it (laughs) we solved the mystery yep uh number five the inn by james patterson and candace fox the donna party gets trapped in the (laughs) inn it's a former boston police detective who is now an innkeeper uh he must shield a seaside town from the crew of criminals and winter storms Woo! gets real bad there i remember one winter oh boy couldn't even walk he just disappeared is that true it was pretty deep. Okay. Yeah. We had school off for like a whole week. That's fun. That was beautiful. Yeah. Like winter of 97, I don't know what it was. Mm. 96? It was sometime in the
1: 90s. Okay. Maybe 95. Let's nail it down. Let's put everything else on hold.
0: The plows would plow the snow all into one bank. It was massive. Me mm-hmm. and my friends would just climb on that thing for hours. Yeah.
1: All right. When I was in school, the people that would plow the the school parking lot would often plow all of our sleds into a giant, <sighs> like, snowy sled sculpture. <laughs> Unpleasant. What a jerk! I know. You ever see the the movie, uh, Rayburn, Day?
0: the Nickelodeon film Snow Day with Cuba Gooding Jr.? No, uh, Snow Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Chevy Chase. No, actually, the uh, Cabin Boy. Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott's playing the the snowplow man. What's that snow movie with Chevy Chase? I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I think you're thinking cocaine. Actually, <laughs> here. Uh, listen, number four is the dark side, and this it's is called Snow Day. Okay. With Chevy Chase. Isn't that what you said? Oh. Yeah, who's he playing? Does he, <laughs> he play like a dad? I don't know. He played in the principal or something? I don't know.
1: I haven't okay. seen Let's, it. No, oh geez. We're looking we're this? taking a deep dive of the Snow Day film starring Chevy Chase and Chris Elliott. We were talking about the same movie. This is it. Oh man. Wow. Great. Iggy Pop's also in it, but that's yeah, that's fine. Is he? Yeah, he sure is. Plays Mr. Zellweger. Matthew Broderick is an uncredited narrator. Boy, I can tell you what we're going to be doing this weekend.
0: <laughs> uh, number four, The Dark Side by Danielle Steele. She's getting into the Star Wars universe. Finally, Danielle. Just kidding. Well, she's written every other book.
1: That's so true, yeah. All she had left was this yeah. or Babylon 5. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: painful childhood memories surface for Zoe Morgan when she has a child of her own. What do you expect when she's a member of the Donner Party? <laughs> I heard that happens. You have a kid and suddenly all the things you thought you buried deep inside yeah. your own emotional closet, they yeah. just come back out.
1: Yep. yep, you find yourself in a space prison of your own making. <laughs> uh,
0: number three, The Girl Who Lived Twice. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. That's a Bond title. Second Chance. Because she's living <laughs> twice. David Lassagrantz. Oh, Miguel so this is a... Mikil Blomf- F- helps okay. Elizabeth Salander yeah. put her past behind her in the latest installment of Stieg Larsson's Millennium
1: Series. This is like Girl with Dragon tattoos Series. Millennium Series. Yeah. Time to change the title. Probably. Yeah. So that that's 20 years too late. I take issue with being called a millennial. I say if you can remember a time before the internet, you're not a millennial. Okay. I can remember a time before the internet. Yeah. I didn't have the internet until I was a no. senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: sometimes I get wistful and think I wish I had lived and experience like eighties arcade culture a little bit more. Yeah. Nick Nick wishes for the nineteen fifties where he could just sit in his old yeah. his dad's Cadillac, yep. feet up in the window. Yep. Happy there's no way to communicate with anybody but a proper letter. A medical doctor <laughs> blowing unfiltered cigarette smoke right in my face. <laughs> no. If if you if it helps, I definitely don't consider you a millennial. You're way thank too primogeny about you. It all. thank you.
1: <laughs> so I thought the cutoff was like is it eighty four? It's well, I was born in eighty three, but I, I'm technically like when you look it up, I'm oh. I'm in the ranks. But I just don't think, all right. you know, if I'd, you went to the library and checked oh. out records the first time they were cool, <laughs> you're not a millennial. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so all right, move over, Jeff. <laughs> if Foster, you know how to they? use a rodeo, <laughs> 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 a rotary phone, you're yeah, not okay. a millennial. Okay.
0: Uh, listen, I don't like avocados,
1: mm-hmm. so you're not a millennial.
0: What get- are you going to put on your toast? I usually just put margarine or butter. Grandpa yeah. alert! People don't like margarine wow. either. That's old hat. Yep. So, uh, number two, where the
1: crawdads sing. Delia Owens read it. If you can remember a time, number two, the crawdads uh, sing. That's yeah. exciting news. Somebody yeah. dethroned the crawdad girl, the marsh girl. What is it? In a quiet town of the North Carolina coast. So, in 1969, day, a woman like one before, who survived alone in the
0: marsh becomes a marsh a Little
1: town of crawdads <laughs> all right number one i'm ready
0: is Don't a be- better man by louise penny oh, okay all the right. 15th jeez louise
1: book in the chief inspector <laughs> Wait, gamache series i think you said jeez louise and you didn't even mean to oh that's funny but the author's name is louise oh that's so, good yeah pretty good uh the search
0: for a missing girl is imperiled by rising floodwaters across the province
1: i this is i still haven't seen
0: dark water pro- with Kevin Costner? Is that the one where people are robbing the bank during the rain?
1: Oh, that's Hard Rain. I still haven't seen Hard Rain. Hard Rain with Danny Glover and Christian Slater. Yeah, okay. It's a good time. All right. That's a good time. Definitely filmed on a closed set. All right. Yeah. For me wishing I had
0: seen Dark Rain. Go back a couple episodes, yeah. I think. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> it <back>. seems recent. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I've never seen it. I good. the beginning, I it's think. It's pretty good. I used to have it on Blu-ray. I think I first I think I saw like the beginning with like it's raining a lot. Well, yeah. as long as Bad things don't no happen. As long as no one tries to rob a bank.
1: Yeah, we never went to go see Hurricane Heist. I know. One of our I great, do regret that. One of our great But I have regrets. seen Hobbs and Shaw. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. You know, I never have been... I, I've only read the first Louise Penny book, but she's probably... I'd say she's in our top five as far as favorite authors locally. Oh, yeah. Spot, Louise Penny. People we love it. We can't her. keep her books on the shelf. So I probably should get back in there and try again. The first one spent so much time setting up, like, the world that it felt like kind of a... Bog down. Oh the gamash verse. Yeah. Bog down like the marshland and the crawdads. I just couldn't uh-huh. like break through. Yeah. So maybe I'll try again.
0: What's the difference between a marsh and a bog? I wouldn't want to live in a bog. But I also well, wouldn't want to live in a marsh. I think bogs you can like walk on,
1: right? Bogs are like a marsh is kind of like a swamp sw- marshes are alive. Okay. Swamps are dead, marshes are alive. And I think that bogs are I think <laughs> that bogs are sort of like almost land masses that float on top. Ugh. Yeah. Of water.
0: I don't like any of that. Sorry. I wouldn't want to live in any of those places. Well,
1: no one's inviting you to.
0: So, probably way too many alligators, too. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay. Alligators and Yodas.
1: What are the, what's Yoda's race?
0: Hmm. Yoda's race? Yeah. His, I don't know. His space race. I don't know. His 1960s space race.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I should have asked David Dvorkin when we uh, had him on here. He yeah. could have told us. All
0: right. Let's get to the segment while you look up what race Yoda is. I'm
1: uh, you think I'm not doing that already? I'm I'm
0: sure he's like a I'm a sure he's a, He's a uh, Forlengian or something. Thank you, Luigi. Hmm. Sexy new book. Club.
1: Uh, are you going to talk about your wife? Yeah, okay. okay. So uh, this is a sex species unknown. What? Species unknown on Yoda. Hmm. This is on Wikipedia. Maybe he just checked the box would rather not say oh, when geez. filling out his Star Wars. Yeah, his his application. Yeah, so.
0: Is this post or pre uh Clone Wars?
1: Hmm, I think it's. I think that's probably pre-post. Post. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't
0: want to get the the empire after. No, him. he doesn't. He's he like doesn't. Oh no, look a uh rabbit doodle is hanging out <laughs> in uh Do you remember when Weird Al Yankovic sang Yoda yeah. for
1: us? That was good.
0: If that was going to have the answer, if anything was going to have the answers, so it would have been Weird Al's I think song, Weird yeah. Al would at least know the answer. Yeah. Maybe not share it. Uh, all right. Sexy new books. Let's do
1: it. Light. YA edition. Yeah. Well,
0: a light version. Nick's not bringing any books to the table. I don't want to say he's not excited for the segment. I don't, wanna, that, I don't want you to say that. that makes me sad.
1: I think that puts people in the wrong yeah. mindset. Yeah.
0: But I am sad. You're sad? <laughs> Why yeah. are you sad? Why are you, cut, you sad? Huh? If you're not, when you're not excited, I'm not excited. I am excited. Our excitement feeds off of each other. Listen, let like me, the Donner Party. Me, oh.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, cut it out. How how
0: tragic was the Donner? Like, what, were they bad people or were they nice I people think, who made bad choices? I think.
1: Well, I think they made the only choice that they had available. I would think hiked. It was do this or die. I would have hiked. Oh. That's that's an option. You and me? Listen. In a wagon and we got to make it across. Let me let I'm me explain carry you. your me body. To you. across I was that I was originally not excited about doing a sexy new book club segment. Right. But then we came around to the idea of doing a special YA centric uh-huh. and then I was excited mm-hmm. again. So I'm ready to hear about these YA books. All right, picked. let me uh, crack the knuckles. They didn't Don't make any that. sound. Don't do yeah. that. Really? Yeah, Why? It leads to arthritis down the road.
0: Oh boy. Really? I'm about 30 years in. <laughs> I hope you never want to open a pickle jar. I do. Bad news. I love opening pickle jars. Bad
1: news. Oh, boy.
0: All right. So the book I have right now is a James Patterson Presents book. Oh,
1: is this? Does it say Jimmy in the corner? No, nope, right? this is James Not Patterson.
0: Jimmy. Jimmy Patterson Presents is for the younger books. Oh. Young adults get the is James Is this Patterson a book, book? Shots Flames. No. Oh. This is called Swipe Right for Murder. Oh, boy. A little uh, Tinder play there. Oh. Uh,
1: Derek. you think James Patterson's on Tinder? Look. He's like a billionaire. Well, maybe Derek
0: Millman is. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Finding himself alone in a posh New York City hotel room for the night, Aiden does what any red-blooded 17-year-old would do. He tries to hook up with someone new, but that lapse in judgment leads him to a room with a dead guy and a mysterious flash drive. Two things that spark an epic case of mistaken identity and put Aiden on the run for the author From the authorities, his friends, his family, the people who are about to kill him, and especially from his troubled past. Mm. Oh boy, inspired by an Alfred Hitchcock classic? Which one? I don't know. This whirlwind caper has razor-sharp humor, devastating emotional stakes, and a thrilling storyline with an explosive conclusion
1: and impossible to put down or ever forget. It kind of sounds like they're doing a take on Dial M for murder, I would assume is what we're talking about. Hmm. Wouldn't you? I'm not sure. I, I guess I haven't seen enough Hitchcock. Dial M is written by Frederick Knott,
0: who oh. is nope what uh, I was hoping this Ford had something oh. the, the Ford's from James Patterson so he does have a have a written thing in here by James Patterson and mm-hmm. Frederick Knott. yeah I'm really int- I really want to know exactly Oh, so uh this guy was uh uh Millman also wrote uh, Scream all Night, that big like scary horror collection uh under the R. l. Stein. Oh, okay. That uh, Wendy Corsi Stobb. Yes, our friend Wendy right. Corsi Stobb. She sent me a thank you card with she a Dunkin' t- Donuts yes. gift card. Yeah, that's very nice Very of nice. Uh, number one, uh, not number one, chapter one. Ooh, the chapters have names. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, ch- chapter one is named Death Rays. It's late afternoon at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel, and we're splurging on ridic- ridiculously overpriced tea and discussing sudden death. Unfortunately, the topic is all too relevant at the moment. Spring break during my final year at uh, Whitlock Academy took something of a turn when two things happened. The first thing was my Aunt Meredith, who I barely know, was injured by a Vegas hotel death ray. So what happens is they built this new hotel in Vegas. But the Swiss Starkature. You okay? Yeah, I I couldn't couldn't read that. uh, Who designed the thing was apparently... Oh, Starkitect. He's a Starkitect. He's an architect who's a star. He's oh, a big a name st- in the architect the universe. Star architect, okay. who designed the thing, was apparently more concerned with his ego than the desert sun's relationship to the concave shape of the building and how it might reflect off a glass f- front. That technically calling it a sol— uh, they're technically calling it a solar convergence. But okay. let's be honest, death ray sounds way cooler. It does. I'm not on board. No, I don't let's like keep it going. at all. It does sound way cooler. Uh, if you have, t- if your sentence ends with way cooler. You probably lost me. Everyone who was on the pool deck at noon caught on fire like caterpillars trapped under a magnifying glass. Okay, maybe not literal flames. But my aunt is hospitalized in Nevada with second-degree burns, and now we have to go visit her. That's too bad. Let's skip ahead. Let's do it. Let's skip ahead to chapter eight. Shiloh. People are staring. I don't know what I look like, but based on people's faces, it can't be good. I've been wearing these clothes since last night and they're stuck to my skin. I'm still dripping. My sopping underwear is chafing my inner thighs so badly I developed an unfortunate limp to go with the rest of this madness. I see the conductor punching people's tickets. I race from car to car as I try to outpace him. I finally reach the half-empty car toward the back of the train. I find an empty two-seater and plop myself down. This kid got to a train. I guess he did. New York City. Yeah. Uh, uh. I just have to get back to the city. That's all I have to do. The seat squishes against my wet butt. (laughs) Oh no! He's been framed for murder. Annie has wet butt. Oh no! (laughs) I lean forward. My cold, heavy hair hanging down. I put my head. We're just learning about how long this. Let's skip ahead. (laughs) That's boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm not reading this anymore. I'm not too surprised by Jimmy Patterson Presents thing well, not holding my attention. Look, it's
1: definitely not Dial M for Murder. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what that plot is. It sounds a little like maybe The Man Who Knew Too Much hmm. or possibly Rope. Okay. I don't know. I want to know. I want right. to know now. Yeah. Well, I, I can't show you. I wasn't interested in that at all.
0: Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Usually, I feel like I bring a lot of winners and Nick brings the negativity. Well... But today... I feel like I I deserve this negativity. Give me that book over there. It's
1: not meant to be for you. (laughs) (laughs) Who's it meant to be for? I'm just saying I'm I'm negative towards this book. I'm not negative towards you. Oh, okay. So I just want to make that clear. This
0: book is called Destroy All Monsters by Sam J. Miller. Guys, it's
1: north by Northwest. North by North. Oh, North by Northwest, according to Hachette, the publisher. Alfred Hitchcock's mistaken identity caper, North by Northwest, gets a fresh, modern take in the vein of Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda in Swipe Right for Murder.
0: Okay. Uh, The mind forgets; the soul remembers. Oh, there's a dinosaur on this camera. It has a camera on the cover. Yeah. There's a little dinosaur. Oh, I like that. What's that called again? Destroy... Destroy All Monsters. This is okay. not related to Godzilla or that uh, video game from the early aughts.
1: Ash Rampage?
0: And... No. There was a game called Destroy All Monsters. Oh. Or maybe it was Destroy All Aliens. I think it was Destroy... Anyway. Mars Needs Moms. Ash <laughs> and Solomon live two separate worlds. Makes sense. Solomon spends most of his time in Side, an otherworldly city teeming with fantastic beasts and oozing corruption. There, he and his fellow other-siders are targeted by the establishment. Forces that fear them and their awe-aspiring powers. Forces that control Solomon's city and want to capture him, break him, and take away his powers. They call him a monster, and they want him destroyed. Ash! lives in the real world, the one with school and bullies and boys and clueless parents. Ash wishes she could escape to another dimension, too. But when she looks at Solomon, she knows there is something very wrong with him, something in his brain, something that started the day she fell from his treehouse, a day that neither one of them can remember. As Solomon drifts further and further away from reality, Ash becomes desperate to bring him back. But to do so, she's certain she must recover her memory from the day 12 years ago and find out what really happened. Woohoo! What was that?
1: Just me being like, "Oh, I like this dinosaur
0: sticker on the camera." In case I didn't say that, uh, Chapter One is told in Ashes' perspective. Oh, we oh, we're switching, we're switching between characters.
1: Okay, he seems like he's the author, maybe a dinosaur enthusiast. Destroyer yeah. of Monsters author? Yes. Sorry, Sam J. Miller. Yes. Go on. He well, it just says he got uh, married in the shadow of a Tyrannosaurus skeleton. Okay, it's not a contest. Sam Well, it just Miller. seems like he's given it a little bit more than you okay. are. Okay, you know what? He also won a Nebula Award for the Art of Starving. Oh yeah. So.
0: Well, I went to the Jurassic Park ride in Orlando Studios for my birth th- for my honeymoon.
1: Did you get married there? No. Okay. My oh. point to Sam J. Miller. I don't know if
0: my wife would have agreed to that. Like, say our vows on the the water drop right before the tear rex well, comes out.
1: If not, you're married to the wrong person. I can he's tell that. sleeping
0: on the front porch again, Mom. Mom said, her voice sounding sad the way only Solomon can make it. Do you want me to have your father talk to him this time, Ash? I did not want that. Dad was scared, the bleep, out of Solomon. Bleep. Our front porch was probably the last safe place Solomon had, and I could never let Dad take that away from him. I'll go, I said, getting out of the bed even though it was 2 a.m. Oh, jeez. I'm just going to bed at that time. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, this guy over here. Not that time, mad night, night owl. I hadn't been asleep. I stopped by the kitchen, fished two sodas out of the fridge, diet coke for me, vanilla coke for him. I was made
1: sure we had vanilla coke. What you're going you're getting coke? It's two AM. It's crazy. You're never gonna go to sleep. Why are you fishing things out of your fridge? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a weird when I,
0: when I stepped out onto the porch, I was almost ashamed to wake him. There was a cold edge to the night, and he was wearing a tank top and what looked like boxer shorts. He seemed so small in spite of the bulk of his biceps, the sturdiness of his shoulders. Well, you just said he was small. Yeah. So don't, don't then try to make it. You're small overcompensating here. Small and sturdy. Here. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Can I just point out that uh-huh. I don't like the title, Destroy All Monsters. Okay. If it was called either The Mind Forgets or The Soul Remembers with the same cover, I would probably want to read it. I don't want to tell Sam J. Miller how to do his job. Right, I'm just saying. Both of those are intriguing titles mm-hmm. with that image.
0: Someone at Solomon Aunt's. Uh, someone at Solomon's aunt's house or yeah. aunt, uh, or was that his his mother's friend? Seah uh Cial, He was. Boy, I can't read anything tonight. This is. Go sometimes, on. Sometimes, there it is. There's that patent No, 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 no. No, you're right. This isn't patent. Sometimes
1: these dry reads g- of these books do not give it. Fine. Let's get to Solomon. He's they supposed all, to be They right? all can't be Harry's last tax cut. Okay. No,
0: let's get, let's get to uh, Solomon. Jeez, okay. When do we get to Solomon's mind? Chapter, chapter four. Solomon. Good morning. Rada said, when I came out of my room, a cup of hot sweet milk waited for me on the table. Please calm down. I hugged her, my landlady, my auntie, my foster mother, my friend, immense and unstoppable. She'd taken me in four years ago when Ash had fallen sick and her mother, the queen, had kicked me out of the palace. Traumatic at the time, but in some ways the best thing that had ever happened to me. Sit, Rada said, can't. I need to get going. You need to sit. I sat, I sipped my tea as fast as I could, watched the underbridge come awake. The shanty town beneath Dragon Pagorda Bridge was as the quietest now before the night shift workers trudged home and the day shift ones marched out. The wind was right, so we got the breeze from the river instead of the swamps to the north. I kissed right on the cheek, then crossed to the square to the shower stalls. How was that?
1: I don't think it was good, but I think what? your <laughs> I think your aggressive reading of it made it very confusing. <laughs> so I don't know. No. So I think it's pretty obvious. I honestly don't know.
0: Uh, Solomon hit his head. Okay. And Ash is just trying to... I don't think he's actually in a fantasy world. Okay. I think it's all in his
1: mind. Is that better? No. What? I, here you go. I'm just asking, is that better? I got this
0: other book here. Okay. This other book is called... Uh, Let's call it, look, we have to do the Batman episode next week. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> this one is called, let's call it a doomsday by Katie Henry. Are you prepared? Ask the tagline. Well, okay, first of oh, all. I <laughs> thought the, you were going to answer. No, it's
1: just the cover doesn't make any sense. Because
0: Guys, it's, a su- it's a can of tomatoes. Yes. Which you would save in case of a doomsday.
1: And the tape says Doomsday. I know that, but, th- but the can also doesn't say anything about tomatoes. It just says, let's call it a, and then... Doomsday. Doomsday. On the stick, right. But why does it say, let's call it a? I- I'm just <laughs> saying, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Boy. Why the tape saying Doomsday? Like If you're right. just going to throw away what uh-huh. tomato can say, <laughs> why doesn't the whole label just say So you're say wondering, it?
0: why doesn't it say Campbell's, Doomsday,
1: or like tomatoes, or or that's just covering the whole title. I'm saying it does not make sense to its own internal logic. I'm gonna put a picture of this book up on. I do it. I'm put a picture of I all these books up. It. I stand this by book. It.
0: It's the covers right on the screen. Fine. It. All right. There are so many ways the world could end. There could be a fire, a catastrophic flood, a super eruption that's spews lava, lakes of lava. Alice Kimball has made the notes of all possible scenarios, and she is prepared for each one. What she doesn't expect is meeting Hannah Marks in her therapist's waiting room. Hannah calls the meeting fate. After all, Alice is scared about the end of the world. Hannah knows when it's going to happen. Despite Ellis' anxiety about what others think of her, about what she's doing wrong, about the safety of her loved ones, the two girls become fast friends. As Ellis tries to help Hannah decipher the details of her doomsday premonition, she learns there are secrets Hannah isn't telling her. But with time ticking down, the search for answers only raises more questions. When it does happen, who will you believe uh, Who will believe them? How do you prepare for the end of the world when it feels like your life is just getting started? Hear, hear. By Katie Henry. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Nick's going to cover his ears and hum. No, Listeners, I'm this not. is just between you and me. Uh, here is one way the world could end. In a peaceful corner of the northwest Wyoming, under the feet of park rangers, herds of deer, and thousands of tourists to Yellowstone National Park, lies a giant reservoir of burning, deadly magma called the Yellowstone calda- uh, Caldera. First, there would be earthquakes, the kind you can't sleep through. Then would come the super eruption, a rare seismic event. Rare, but possible. Uh, rare but overdue the park would be a lake of lava but the real problem would be the ash which would blanket the entire united states coast to coast in the rockies the ash would crush buildings devastate crops suffocate animals and people even a few inches would make national highways impassable ruined farms shut down air travel life as we know it would be over the entire planet would grow colder here's another way the world could end i could fail my driving test for the third time
1: she is a teenager at heart
0: Oh. I was
1: way in. Uh-huh. I was really liking it, but that driving test one, uh huh, Twice a isn't
0: as many times... Uh, twice isn't even that many times to fail. Two huh. times, that's all, and Clunk. my parents took at me... Uh, my parents look at me like I murdered something. Something cute and fuzzy. I take a breath. There are bigger problems in the world than me not being able to drive my sister to ballet. Millions of pro- people don't have clean drinking water. Two-thirds of the animals on Earth might be dead in five years. Did you know that? At any time... Any time, a gamma ray burst could destroy the ozone layer and kill us all. Could we bring this conversation back to you, Martha asked. Who's Martha? Oh, we're not actually having a conversation. She's a therapist and I'm a client. And Even though her office is made to look like someone's living room, we're not doing this for fun. Your thoughts? <laughs> it's fine! Okay, it's a young adult book right. for the young adult audience. <laughs> okay. It's about the doomsday, but it's also about... You Failed and the living driver's your test. life, it's
1: relatable. It's. I had to reposition when I parallel parked. And I also hit a car. But I still passed because I- everything else was pristine. I had two uh, two
0: strikes. She even formed me. She's like, you make one more mistake, you're not getting your driver's license. Wow. And I, so I got everything right and after then, that. And then you said, when's the baby due? And she was like, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> And at the end, though, she was like, well, I see no reason you don't deserve to have your driver's license. I'm like, wow. you just said two things.
1: Well. You said I was one strike away from never being able to drive. You know, meatloaf said it best. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. You're, you're on your way. You know what is bad? What? Meatloaf. Huh. The food. Oh, really? I hate meatloaf. I mean, I haven't had meatloaf in a long time, but back sure. in the day, I used to enjoy the meatloaf every now and then. All right. Loaf, I find, is an unpleasant <laughs> word. Yeah. Anytime there's a food option, yeah. you say, it's in a loaf yeah. form. Yeah. Unless you're talking bread, it's weird.
0: But you don't... Olive loaf. No if, thanks. If loaf was a strong and like uh, a word we like to hear, we wouldn't call people loaves. We wouldn't say, they're just loafing around. Mm. We'd say like, man, that guy's a steak. Yeah. Staking around. Staking <laughs> this claim. All right. Look, I brought one other book. This is okay. a J book. Our junior book. A juvenile book. This is you younger know what? than a young adult book. You books. know what? Listen...
1: I was doing some I was doing some of my research to look in here and see some YA books that I really liked. And I feel like maybe I just don't like YA books. Yeah. Does that mean I'm a weird old grump? Well, I think it just means you're in your thirties. Late thirties? Mid thirties. Mid You're in your mid thirties. Later mid thirties. Okay. Because I was looking and the only mm-hmm. like YA books that I've read and rated high anytime mm-hmm. recently have been like genre type stuff. Listen,
0: I just watched the movie Booksmart Did you, with you like my it? wife? She really liked it. Yeah, I she liked it. She laughed quite a bit. I liked it. I thought it was good. But I did not enjoy most of the movie because I cannot stand high school anything. It doesn't matter how good the movie is. Put it in high school, I'm out. I think that's a reason why I don't like Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming as much as the second one because it's just too much high school. school.
1: Too much school. And so I just
0: get... I just when people like oh we gotta go to this party oh my test I'm like I don't none of this matters everything you're doing doesn't matter until
1: the teen librarian (laughs) ladies and gentlemen no
0: I'm just saying high school life is harder for me to relate to these days does
1: that have a dragon on the front of it I
0: brought a dragon book (gasps) all right this book is called Dragonfell by Sarah Prineas so again this is for the younger audience but we never bring any of these books to the table but since Nick didn't bring a book at all to the table
1: we agreed on this let's let's
0: check this out. Uh, Rafi Bywater is unlike anyone else. The people in his village don't trust him because he spends too much time in an abandoned dragon lair. When a stranger Mr. Flinch accuses Rafi of being dragon-touched Rafi sets off to discover the truth about dragons and about himself. On his journey Rafi befriends a brilliant scientist Maud, who has secrets of her own. Together they search for dragons while escaping from a dangerous dragon hunter, engaging in a steam engine car chase, and figuring out what Mr. Flinch really wants with Rafi and oh yes they do find dragons be careful raffi dragons are not what you think they are that's that's usually how it goes yeah all right author of the magic thief let's do this chapter one if i stand at the very edge of the high fell that overlooks my village and the wind is bright and cold and i lean forward just a bit and just a bit more so that the wind is holding me up it feels like flying and then my foot slips and i almost am flying Falling, I mean. I totter for a second on the edge, and with a whirl of my arms, I catch my balance. That was close. I would have fallen a long way, that's for certain, sure, before I hit the ground. The day is fine and bright, the blue sky scudding with the clouds, the grass on the hills holding on to the last smudge of green before winter, the chilly wind blows right through me, but I am not cold. I am never cold. I have very keen eyes for things that are far away and from up here on the dragon fell I can see my village a little cluster of cottages and smoky chimneys clinging to the steep slopes of the fell over it all the morning light flows as sweet and golden as honey clouds race overhead casting the village in shadow and then the sun flashes out again it's followed by a gust of wind that rushes past and just for a moment I want to leap in the air and rush after it Nick's bring the mic back to us
1: I like that one the best <laughs> yeah I do
0: yeah Listen, this is a book that I think if I had picked up as a kid, I would have just kept reading.
1: You would have just kept going? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. You're going to read it? Maybe. Of the four, which of these are you most likely to read?
0: Yes, it's going to be Dragonfell. It Dragonfell. might be the monster book. It might be Destroy All Monsters. Okay.
1: Here's what I was going to say before you started accusing me of being old.
0: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> accuse you of being
1: old. It's on Mike. I <laughs> I find uh-huh. that I'm much more like forgiving and more interested in reading like junior-level fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think because... Often with YA, it's just it has to be so like in the now, you know what I mean? They they work so hard to like be in sync with like the way like teens or whoever are talking mm-hmm. that I often find them to be a little bit like too precious for me. Like okay, you know, we just heard everything she was saying in, in the in the tomato can disaster book uh-huh. about like well it's the end of the world for losing, sure. my, you know. I just find that. I find that to be a little exhausting. I think just because like you said I'm old uh-huh. and it doesn't like hit me directly where I feel like with junior books they don't do so much of that like mm-hmm. I'm a personality waka 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 and just kind of <laughs> you know story and, right. and and bring it to you on a more like basic level. Look, so I'll I will watch the Muppets like in high school. A little bit more. You will? If that's that's the thing that will get you. The me Muppets to... in high school? <laughs> high school, yeah. Wow. Man, so. Disney, are you listening? They uh, probably are. I, I mean, I think they are. I know little, what you're talking library. about right now.
0: YA books are way more into interpersonal relationships. Yes, uh, teens becoming themselves yeah. and accepting the others around yeah. them. It becomes very much more about like how you're feeling at all times about everything. Right. Whereas this book is like this is just going to be an adventure. Yeah. So they become more about the adventure. I guess they're more plot yeah. driven a bit. Yes. It might seem like at first. Agreed. But they the emotions they're they're less more yeah they're less of the uh, the teen angst. Right it's more kids
1: aren't kids aren't there just yet
0: mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. in in this book anyway yeah
1: so agreed yeah, so go. is this the start of a series do you know dragon dragon fell is it oh hold on let's let's check this out let's turn to the back i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hey i've got a suggestion for you live on air uh huh what if we Ow. both read Dragonfell oh my and do goodness. a whole episode about Dragonfell? About
0: Dragonfell? Do you want to do it? It could be a quick read. Do you want to that do it? Maybe, yeah. Handshake. Handshake. Handshake on the camera. Like, I saw the founder. I know handshake, handshake deals aren't always binding. Okay, Dragonfell.
1: We're coming for you. That
0: is the first time we've shook hands in a long time. Really? Yeah.
1: Huh. Natural, <laughs> felt natural. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so felt like I was
0: shaking my grandpa's hand.
1: Really? Yeah. Interesting. old. Yeah. No, I know. It felt like I was shaking the hand of a tween girl. So <laughs> I understand expectations aren't always what, what you expect.
0: What a mean episode this has been on both accounts. I guess so. Yeah. We are. Are we? Do we have something we haven't talked about?
1: an interpersonal conflict? Yeah. If this were a YA, we definitely yeah, would have sure. an interpersonal conflict. Yeah. And we'd have to accept that the quirks yeah. we have make us who we are. Yeah. I've known Nick for almost 10 years, and it's finally starting to wear me down. <laughs> was that was that just a section from your diary? <laughs> hey, I want you to know that I purposely didn't say journal. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Okay. I whenever I've written my journal, yes. I've always called it Captain's Log.
1: Really? Yeah. You're not even that much of a Star Trek fan. No, but I like being the idea of a captain on my own adventure. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that today is the anniversary of Star Trek: The Animated Series first airing in 1973. Mm. On this maybe day. we
0: need to start like working from an outline. Yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. <laughs> maybe we do. Okay.
1: So in conclusion, for our sexy new book club, um, I'm going to go through them real quick, and you tell me thumbs up, thumbs down for you. Uh, Destroy all monsters.
0: It had me interested.
1: Do you think that this will be a book that would be intriguing to the general public? Yes. Okay. Um, tomato Can 1.
0: I don't know. Dooms- let's call it a doomsday. Let's call it a doomsday. I can, I can get it. Uh, I think it depends on like this other character that's supposed to come in that we didn't read about. Yes. I think that it could be like, boy, they're quirky.
1: I'm a little quirky. My my concern based solely on first impressions and ignorance would be that this would be like a style over substance kind of book. Oh, okay, that would be sure. my concern. Dragonfell? thumbs up. You think Can people we, will also well, like it? Well, I think
0: that? again, I'm coming just off my I feel like if I had picked this up at 12 years old, I would have been like keep going. Read it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And the Hitchcocky one, North by Northwest, Swipe Right for Murder. Yeah. I, know, I wasn't really digging. I wasn't digging it either. I do like the cover, but I think uh I think maybe that's enough. I think all the the lines were just like bull. Is there... Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because is there a big, uh, like, hunger for mysteries in the YA genre? It... That's... I almost grabbed the
0: murder trending books. There's okay. this. There's the uh, You Owe Me a Murder, the Two Can Keep a Secret, the... What was it? Crazy House or something? Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. I think there is this, like, I don't know, this trying to catch up with, like, the the true crime craze that's happening, yeah. like, in podcasting okay. and in adult books. I think... Well, the YA
1: market is also trying to chase that now cuz i've noticed that a little bit more it seems like you you are seeing more that are that are mm-hmm. mystery based and i don't think that was true for a long time no so it well, seems it like maybe that started it was fairy
0: tale reinterpretations right. it was yeah so i think right now this whole like we're heading into yeah. like a mystery they're trying to phase. do the
1: girl on the train but for YA I see. It's always interesting when we do the Edgar Awards and that sort of thing because in the past they've always, they're always kind of like groping for like mm. let's find a mystery that that is YA, right? You know, and here it, now it seems like maybe next year we'll see a, a maybe a, yeah. a stronger uh, field yeah. that that is genuinely like mystery driven. Yeah. so interesting. That one doesn't seem like a big no. winner, but it all it kind of. Like but a it also kind of seems very like
0: uh, guilty pleasure kind of like mystery writing. Yeah. Like mystery writing, you know, isn't going to be like super it seems very schlocky okay in a lot of ways like the murder trendings and the you owe me and all this stuff mm-hmm. like very kind of like tongue-in-cheek yeah in some ways yeah i don't know unlike that horrible not horrible but unlike that very depressing uh joyce Carol oates book that i read which one the one about the dad who murdered the mom
1: oh uh freaky green eyes yeah yeah Great book, yeah. but it is it is depressing. Like that one was A la depressing la Oates, and yeah.
0: dark, and these other ones just kind of seem like they're
1: they're fun murder mysteries. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you for bringing this uh, supply <laughs> of sexy new books for us this time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking to comic book legend Steve Englehart. So if you have questions that you'd like us to ask him, feel free to reach out to us at soundcloud.com slash allthebooks, uh, Twitter at allthebookshow, Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library or all the book Show at gmail.com. You can find us any of those places. While you're there, downloading things and subscribing to our podcasts uh, uh-huh. and getting your friends to, feel free to rate and review. Oh yeah. Retweet and share and yeah. uh, help people find us. You owe us a rating. Absolutely. Hey, that's the next one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You listen. Hello and thanks to our friends on ideas. the Angelica Radio Station. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday night.
0: That's true, yeah. Uh, how's how's already, the weather Wednesday? Yeah. Supposed what's to be? it like? I you don't keep know. going.
1: Okay, uh, I've already mentioned the book clubs that we have coming up. Eric and I are leading a special Batman Day themed book club where we're reading uh, and discussing Ooh. Frank Miller's Batman Year One. Yeah. That is Friday, the twentieth at four o'clock. The very next day, which is officially Batman Day, uh-huh. September twenty-first, we're going to be showing the film version of Batman Year One at three o'clock down in mm-hmm. the auditorium. Which has I can't remember the actor's name,
0: but he plays James Gordon on uh, Gotham. Yeah, he's the voice of Batman. Ben something,
1: and it's uh, Brian Cranston as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Is it? Yeah, interesting. Yep. Uh, on the twenty sixth, we're going to be doing our band books book club where we're reading. Why can I never? I get to catch her in the rye. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I always get there and I start to say The Great Gatsby and that's not it. It's Catcher Uh, in the Rive. We're doing that on the 26th. And then the first uh, uh, Tuesday of October, October 1st, we're going to be reading and discussing Like Water for Chocolate Mm. over at the Creative Arts Center. So join us
0: for that. Angelica, I hope you're enjoying your partly cloudy Wednesday night with an 81 degree high i'm glad that you went tomorrow the extra mile. might be a little rainy though yeah
1: well i don't don't quote me on that but it yeah. might be don't quote him don't quote him uh and then of course we're starting up programming down in the auditorium again so we have roger Gill coming to do a uh, special songwriting evening should be a lot of fun and yeah. we've got a pretty packed schedule coming up anything you want to mention teen kid wise teen kid wise yeah uh we're doing a
0: Dragonfell book club no we're not <laughs> might as well uh Let's see. So, Kids Hangout is starting uh, the 10th again, and Teen Night starting the 11th again. Exciting. Yeah. Also, the 13th, we are showing Disney's Aladdin, the live action oh. one.
1: So, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for this weird uneven episode, and we will see you next week when we talk Batman. <laughs>